There is a library that exists at the Nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast. Uh, We're doing something a little different this week to celebrate getting 500 downloads on the podcast. Thanks, everyone. You're the best. And we couldn't have done it without you. Um, So instead of our normal schedule, we're going to be doing a sort of question and answer session this time. We've solicited questions from... Friends, listeners, the other people on our podcast network. And today we're going to go through and answer them. But first, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Um, my name is Dorka. My pronouns are she, her. And I play Zen, the lizard lady. I blanked out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I am typically the editor for this podcast, but I'm going to warn you now that uh, this episode isn't going to get a ton of editing treatment because we're recording it just a few days before we're going to release it. So I apologize in advance, but not really. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Don't. Don't apologize. Sorry. There's no apologizing on this podcast. That was that was one of our rules from day one. Um, and I've been horrible at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, my fun fact for this week is that I have been scuba certified since I was about um, 12 years old. And I've gone on a whole bunch of different dives, usually in the Caribbean. But I haven't gone for a few years, and that's unfortunate. What's the coolest fish you swam with? Oh, nurse sharks. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, hi, I am Kite. My pronouns are they, them. I play Real De Jaquel on the actual play portion of the podcast. Um, and then my fun fact for this week, uh, uh, technically English is not my first language. My first language is is Cantonese, but there was a tweet going around the other day that was something like, when you know two languages, but as you get older, you lose fluency. We call that bilingual, as in B-Y-E. Um, and I, 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 I fuck with that. That's me. <laughs> I, I get worse at speaking English the older I get. How how's your Cantonese? Oh, horrible. It's awful. <laughs> my, uh, my grandpa actually spoke Cantonese. Nice. And we'd go to Chinese restaurants where they spoke Mandarin and he'd try to order in Cantonese. Oh, I bet that worked good. <laughs> well, it's like there's so many different dialects. Like my grandma, my dad's side speaks Shanghainese, and she also has like a very thick Shanghainese accent. So even when she's speaking Cantonese to me, I just nod and smile. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what what I do with people in English as well. So really, it, it's 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 across all languages. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, in the actual play portion of the podcast, I play Linda, the human office lady. My fun fact for this week is technically, and this is indeed very technically, I am a um, blue ribbon horseback rider. Um, the caveat is I won a blue ribbon when I was eight years old, which is not <laughs> the age I am now. So um, yeah, that's extremely technically. Ziva, adult horse girl. Yeah, does that, like, fall off? Like, do, is it kind of like, you know, like, do you have to, like, renew it every so-and-so <laughs> amount of years? Or, they like, can't does take it... away her victory. That's no, fair. they that's that's true. No, they can't take away my blue ribbon. I still technically have a blue ribbon, but um, I got a blue ribbon from sitting on the horse and doing a trot in a show for beginning riders. So if someone was like, show me your blue ribbon riding skills, I'd be like, check this out. And I would just sit on the horse and not fall out. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that's more blue ribbons than I've ever gotten on a horse. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Uh, it is a true fun fact about me, but it's not a very impressive one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, except for Dorcas, I don't think yours or mine are very impressive. <laughs> you know multiple languages. That's cool. I, uh, you know, technically, yes. <laughs> the only thing I can I can really say in another language is I don't understand and the ditch is in the carriage. Or no, shit, the carriage is in the ditch. God damn it, I can't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that was my fact <laughs> that's the common theme i think yeah nice. uh so should we get to the questions all yeah. right yeah all right let's do it all right so the first one is for me specifically it is uh what's your favorite compression plugin and if not when do you intend to fall down that rabbit hole and i guess the answer to that is probably pretty soon i am a very amateur sound editor i'm almost entirely self-taught so as for compression i use the built-in tool on audacity i don't know what it does um i just know that i should use it <laughs> honestly that's a good first step <laughs> all right uh and so the next uh question on our list then is a follow-up question also for dorka um what's the best background sound in your collection um, I personally have an opinion on this, which is that I love all of the eagle noises from the end of arc one. Oh, yeah. Those that you were used fun. for the griffin. Those are oh, pretty great. Yeah. All right. My favorite is actually, and we haven't used this in the podcast yet, but in our episode zero, our practice episode, I had like a cave, like a wet dripping cave ambience. And I really like that one. And um, I guess I'll do a tiny bit of editing here and play a little clip from it just so everyone can hear it. There, wasn't that beautiful? That's some beautiful sound. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like I was in the cave myself. Uh, I'm bad and I don't remember things, so I can't remember any background sounds, but I do know I like the music Dorka uses for the book drop specifically. Book drop slash library? Is that usually the same song? Yes. Okay, it's, it's, I like it. It's pretty. It's nice. Uh, okay, and next question here is the, uh, Fuck, Mary Kill Game Mechanics Edition. Uh, so the... Three options we have here are Vancian Magic, which is what Dungeons & Dragons drew their inspiration from, uh, plus one slash minus one forward, uh, like Powered by the Apocalypse, and downtime actions like Blades in the Dark or Lancer. Uh, do one of you guys want to take this first? So uh, I don't 
know what downtime actions are. Um, so I'm Googling it real quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe we can just explain these to people real quick. Yeah. Um, so Vansky and Magic, I did look it up before the show. It is a form of magic based on the existence of spells that must be prepared in advance for specific purposes and that can be used a finite number of times. So pretty much just the Dungeons and Dragons magic system with spell slots and stuff like that. Um, plus one and minus one forward. We did a few little bit of that in our Powered by the Apocalypse uh, in our Monster of the Week arc, which is sometimes you can use your success to give the next person a bonus on their role, on their next role. Or you can do minus one. Um, you can give an enemy like a penalty on the next role. And downtime actions um, are things that basically happen at the end of a session, and it's basically what your character is doing between missions. And um, we'll we'll probably get to some of those some of the games that use that eventually, but we haven't done anything with that on the podcast yet. Yeah, I do want to do Blades in the Dark eventually. Uh, I guess for me personally. I had not heard heard the term Vancian magic before, so I too also had to look it up before we started recording. Um, and kind of using like the very, very like OG definition, which was like, I think it's from a book or, or something, where it's like you can only, like you have to remember the spell and then as soon as you use it, you like forget it exists or something like, like that. Like you forget how to cast it. <laughs> um, that, I'm gonna kill that. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of that. <laughs> um, downtime actions because I guess Blades in the Dark was kind of like it's kind of crimey like inspired. So a lot of them are like uh, you're going on a heist or something. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll fuck that. That sounds pretty spicy. That sounds like a like fuck sounds like a good downtime action, you know. Um, and then forward, I will marry because it, it's just you know. It just sounds very steady. You know, you can rely on that. <laughs> so there's my reasoning. Yeah, mine's mine's basically the same. Um, I've I've talked on the podcast a little bit, and I'm going to talk about it more. Um, I hate Dungeons and Dragons magic, so that's definitely a kill for me. Um, sorry, it's just it just doesn't do it for me. Um, <laughs> downtime actions are they sound fun, and I really like like non combat stuff i like squeezing basically as much like role playing as you can out of a system so i'm gonna go ahead and say um fuck downtime actions and then yeah i think uh mary plus one minus one forward it's a solid mechanic it's not like sexy but um but it's yeah it's <laughs> yeah it makes you feel safe like you could yeah. you could settle down with this mechanic and have yeah, a white ticket fence in house yeah absolutely yeah all right <laughs> so my answer is slightly different um i do agree i'm going to kill vancy and magic and i think we go on extensively about this in chapter three at the end of our 13th age stuff so Y'all will hear that from us in a couple months. Um, but we all we all hate fancy and magic. Um, I'm actually going to um, marry the downtime actions. Uh, so I actually I've played Blades in the Dark with a in person group, and it's a fun game. I really enjoy it, and I do hope we get to play it on the podcast eventually. But my reasoning for that is downtime actions really only work in a game that you're playing 
over many, many sessions for a long period of time. So it's it's the mechanic. It's a mechanic that you have to have a commitment to the game in order to use. Oh, cute. Okay, I see. So right. I'm going to marry that one. And <laughs> it's like a 401k. Yeah. Whereas on the other <laughs> hand, plus one, plus minus forward in Powered by the Apocalypse games, you just use them in any game at any time. Um, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to have a commitment to those. So I'll just, uh, I'll fuck those. Okay. Oh, that's, that was, that's good reasoning. I like that. (laughs) All right. And the next question is kind of on a similar note. It's, um, FMK, fuck, marry, kill, but our characters instead. Who wants to take this first? (laughs) It feels like choosing a favorite, but also sexy child. I (laughs) I feel weird about this one. (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll 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 take a stab at this because I have no shame. Uh, personally, I am ace, so actually, I don't really care about fucking people. Like mechanics is fine. Like I can I can uh, uh, metaphorically fuck game mechanics, I guess. But uh, I guess in terms of characters, probably Zen, because who I you know it's just a big strong lizard lady, and uh, I feel like it would be a new experience. So sure, um, I would. <laughs> I would marry Linda because I mean she's you know like very nice Midwestern lady who would who would take care of you you know once again very safe and comfortable and I I this is kind of why I want to go last because I feel like this is kind of a downer note or maybe it's good I went first uh, I would kill Rill because I think that's what would that's what Rill would want out of this these oh, three no. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh I say oh no but um I I would do the same. <laughs> like so um let's be real here zen is based, very self-indulgent for me i have just created my ideal woman and i'm playing as her so fuck her all the way uh marry linda because of, of course you would marry <laughs> linda like yeah Lin- linda will take care of you but in like a domestic way and not a i will murder anything in our path way um, and Linda would like cook me biscuits and just make me feel warm and cozy. And, um, yeah, I don't want to do either of those things with rail because rail is like a very is, uh, I'm too old for rail. Rail's, Rail's 21. Rail's an yeah, adult. <laughs> I'm almost 30. I'm too old for rail. Oh my God. <laughs> like all my coworkers are like 23 years old oh, and boy. I always feel I always feel ancient on that. <laughs> yeah, no, because my job is like entry-level video game job. And so pretty much everyone is like a college graduate, uh, like first job. <laughs> and it's just like, oh boy. <laughs> They're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I'm like, I just have to protect them because I know this industry will like destroy their souls. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Ziva, uh, how about you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my turn. Um, I agree with both y'all. Uh <laughs> I know that's boring, but but Zen is like is like big and and powerful, uh, and I feel you know and very like passionate. And Linda is yeah definitely like a caretaker. Linda's definitely like a caretaker like wife material. Uh, she definitely would be like, I know you have a big stressful day at work, so I made you like a homemade lunch, and you open it up, and like there's like a brownie in the shape of a heart or something cute. Oh like my god, that's adorable. Um, <laughs> and this is this is not a slight against against Rill because I think Rill is an awesome character, but uh, Rill doesn't strike me as either fuck or marry material. Just based on what Rill would want, and also on the fact that Rill is a small baby bird. 
Yeah, uh, Rill does not take offense at any of this. They completely understand. It's fine. It's fine. It, they, they get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our next question here uh, is for all of us. And it's uh, your characters live in slash are trapped in slash help run a library. Uh, I think live in is probably mostly correct. Uh, so what <laughs> books have they read recently? So... I can go ahead and start, I guess, um, with Linda. Uh, I feel like Linda probably is spending a lot of time um, flipping through and picking up a lot of like short, trashy fiction, probably a lot of romance novels. Um, but she also has been spending some time revisiting an old favorite, uh, which is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just because that's Linda. Um, and I think she also probably um, is trying to find some books that will help her better understand this like multidimensional stuff because that's not really like like something that she was super familiar with. Um, so her, her particular like favorite I write at this moment would be His Dark Materials. Um, she's probably like halfway through like The Subtle Knife and she's like, oh, I get it. Um, she's trying to, to just ground herself a little bit and the library experience does zen know how to read i don't zen, remember zen does know how to read but isn't a big reader she does attend the book club linda's book club and so she'll read whatever is on the schedule there but i think you know they're there they are surrounded by books they have a lot of time and zen can read but i think she just doesn't have like the patience or the attention span for like really long novels so i think she's actually really fond of like young adult stuff um but specifically like young adult like fantasy novels because she can understand the words in those <laughs> without like the stuff t technology sci-fi like she doesn't really vibe with that um she's probably pretty fond of like tamora pierce and that sort of thing Okay, that's cute. Actually, that kind of goes into my next question. Not question, sorry. My next answer is uh, because Rill... So Rill probably would read a bunch of fantasy and sci-fi novels because, you know, they are just like a sad modern day child who just wants to read fiction. Um, and maybe eventually once they get bored of that, they will kind of venture off into like nonfiction stuff especially of like other universes but also uh they would read lots of manga uh so including all of naruto and one piece and i feel like uh zen <laughs> would like you know manga or comic books because it's like there's not a lot of words and it's a lot of action like oh yeah i, think I bet she, she would i think she would like naruto or one piece <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna teach zen about anime Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, there's so much to get through. Oh, she'd like Berserk probably. Okay, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent. Uh, next question. <laughs> what worlds would the cast be most excited to visit? Uh, does Linda daydream of being a cyberpunk badass? Would Rill want to be a cartoon character, etc.? I'm going to go first on this one again. Uh, Linda might not like say this out loud, but she's super romantic at heart, uh, obviously, since she secretly reads a whole bunch of trashy romance novels. So I think she would really like to do something kind of bodice ripper-y, not like D&D &D fantasy world, but like Robin Hood historical medieval fantasy Um or maybe like uh, like pirates, like swashbuckling heroes. Um, that would be kind of the thing that Linda would want to do if she got to like be in a like very like romantic, chivalrous um, sort of historical setting. That would be like her. That would that would be the best. So like, there's that uh, Kickstarter for that powered by the apocalypse 
a game that was like a telenovela. Yeah, she like? loved that. Yeah, <laughs> she's totally into that. That'd be, that'd be so funny. Um, so I think Rill, once again, being a huge super dork weeb, um, they'd want to go to any kind of like super, like very anime-esque world. So like like giant robots or, you know, things like that, uh, like like a Gundam world or something. Or like a ma- uh, like a magic punk type world, kind of like similar to Final Fantasy. I, I, Final Fantasy is interesting because it's like, sometimes it's just medieval fantasy and other times it's it's more of like modern looking but there's still like very fantasy aspects and design and architecture in it sort of like like final fantasy 15 right like they drive cars but it's like do you guys know what i'm talking about like yeah a little bit okay um but honestly they would probably get bored of it because uh they think it was cool and and then like at first but the thing is is they they don't actually want to go like fishing and stuff like that they just want to fish uh in a video game where there's air conditioning and it doesn't smell weird uh so it's a good thing that these uh jobs tend to only last a few days or so because that that's probably all they could handle they don't once again they don't like to go outside (laughs) (laughs) all right well zen um zen's had to do the whole thing in Monster of the Week, where she had to be a human, or kind of human-esque. So I think what she would like is to go to a world where the rest of y'all have to be animals. <laughs> like, um, what is it? Root? Yeah, Root, yeah. Something like that. Um, but I think she'd also have way more fun than she would expect in, like, a heavy sci-fi universe. Interesting. Like, I don't think you know, she doesn't know really know that. She can't really, like, conceive of that as she is now. But I think if she were to get slotted into some world where there's, like, all this heavy tech weaponry and, like, giant robots and shit, she would be, that would be all about that. She That would be her jam. So she wants, like, an exosuit. Like, she would probably, like, really fucking dig that, right? Like, and smash some aliens in the face. <laughs> Give her a lightsaber, actually. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Zen with the lightsaber would be nuts. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would, I would want to break Star Wars lore and just somehow, like, give her, like, a light, a- like, a light crystal axe or something where the blade I'm pretty is like sure a- those exist. Probably. I don't know anything about Star Wars. I've watched the movies, but the EU is kind of nuts, so I'm sure there's something out there. The EU the is e- kind of nuts, and so I think it's pretty, pretty safe to assume that it it's all exists, or has been retconned, or whatever. Yeah. Or I'm, yeah. I'm prepared to make Star Wars nerds mad, so, you know. I know there are, like, <laughs> lightsaber bows and shit like that, and that seems dumb to me, but I'm willing to roll with it. Oh, that sounds cool as fuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, next question. What is the most important thing that Rill has taught Linda according to Zen? Well, I think before I can answer that question, I need to know... What has Rill taught Linda? Oh, uh, anything about video games. Probably a lot of, like, um, so, okay, maybe this is a bit of a spoiler, but because, as I mentioned, my first language is, like, Cantonese, so I'm, I'm like, very, uh, I'm, I'm Chinese, my parents are immigrants, and so I, I try to, like, to play some of that, maybe, and so kind of, like, Rill's family kind of has some of that, um, background influence from my history, so, like, their family is is in the restaurant business and they, they learn a lot of different kind of like uh, Cantonese or, or Gangdong type uh, cuisine. So I think maybe they would maybe teach Linda some some kind of like that stuff, but like obviously it's got a D&D world flavor 
I haven't worked out all the kinks yet. Don't at me. Um, they teach Linda about video games and uh, like how like play like how to play Final Fantasy, I guess, <laughs> and and also probably like Naruto or One Piece <laughs> and like you know different <laughs> anime and manga. Just like all the, they're just like a very excited person who maybe has been like very introverted and like I don't want to get too sad but you know like (laughs) when you're a kid and like adults are like not really into what you're saying and so like Linda I imagine is the type of person who would actually like listen to what they're saying and what they like so I think they would kind of like ramble about that kind of thing (laughs) like just all their hobbies (laughs) Yeah, I feel I feel like that's accurate. And also, don't forget that uh, Real taught Linda how to do a fist bump. So Linda yeah. gets it now. And a dab. <laughs> and a dab. That's so, right. Yeah. And and also probably I mean, like if they if, you know, Zen or Linda wanted to know other things like Real did go to college, like they they, they kind of almost have an undergrad degree. So <laughs> they they know actual things. Yeah. Run, let, let that sink in is that real is the most educated of yes <laughs> actually i guess i don't know linda's uh education linda background. probably has like an associate's degree like some school but like an average amount not she doesn't have she probably has like an associate's degree in like english or something like that okay not anything hyper exciting linda's not like hyper smart did she want to be like a creative writer or something? Did she actually like want to be a journalist growing up? No, no, she just she just kind of wanted to like go to school for a couple years because like eh, she probably should. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. All right. Well, I guess back to the question then. In that case, according to Zen, the most important thing that Real has taught Linda is obviously like those family recipes. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> Zen isn't a uh, isn't an anime convert yet. <laughs> Not yet. We'll, <laughs> we'll just make her watch. There. Yeah, we'll make her watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Is that a call out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't until you said that, but yes. <laughs> so our next question on the list is for Kite specifically, and it's: uh, Did you ever learn Wonderwall? Uh, okay, so, no, I haven't picked up my ukulele in quite a while. I was tempted, like, before this Q&A thing to, like, pick it up and try to learn, like, the first few notes of it, just to be like, hey, I kind of knew it, (laughs) but I lost track of time, uh, and I went to get go get smoothie and Korean fried chicken instead, so I didn't have time to do that, uh, and I'm just confessing to you all of my sins, please forgive me. Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll, I'll... I'll put it up on the Twitter and be like, yes, this is me. I, I learned Wonderwall, finally. It, Korean fried chicken is worth not playing Wonderwall on the podcast, I think. It, it was delicious, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll spring it on you guys one day, just like in the middle of a session. I just like oh boy. bust out my ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Uh, one of our last questions is, uh, tell us about any other projects you're working on. Or we. We're working on, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's tabletop specific or if it's like in general. I guess whatever's on your guys' minds and plates and schedules. Oh, man. Um, So tabletop wise, I um, have alluded to this on the podcast before. I'm a huge theme park nerd. Um, And so tabletop wise, I'm trying to work on a tabletop game um, about exploring an abandoned theme park at night. 
Um, it's not at all spooky. Um, it's definitely more in the fun collaborative storytelling environment, but, um, a, I don't want to have any spoilers and B I'm not very far along. So that's kind of all about, I can say about that. That sounds super cool. Yeah, that sounds so fun. <laughs> I'm really excited about the concept because it sounds like a really, really good, um, just like chance to get to play with all the little stuff that I think makes theme parks like fun and interesting to talk about. Um, and on that note, another thing I'm working on that is not directly related to the podcast um, is I would like to um, have a podcast about theme park stories one day, which is um, something that I've been like toying around with. And that's also like too early to talk about by any means, because I have just like thought about it and jotted some notes down but um but that's like a project in the back of my head that's near and dear to my heart because hey i like theme park stories and if i told them on this podcast we would never get any actual role playing <laughs> but we could play your tabletop theme park game eventually when it yes. comes out <laughs> yes one day we'll get yeah. there yeah i mean hey it's a first step right like yeah at least you're making strides towards it yes all right um so i am tabletop wise it's funny, we basically started this podcast and now we're all basically working on building games just for yeah. funsy. <laughs> um, podcasting is a gateway drug. <laughs> uh, so tabletop-wise, I'm working on a system that is centered around uh, riding dinosaurs. And so it's mostly like mounted combat, uh, like different classes basically ride different types of dinosaurs. Uh, there's a little bit of magic, but that's not, like, the main focus. But I just, I really like dinosaurs. I've played far, far too many hours of ARC. Um, God, so many. Your so Steam, many. <laughs> your Steam listing is kind of nuts to look at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, like, the only single-player game I can really, like, just sit down and play for a long period of time. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's a... Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. And I guess also there's another project I've had in the works for a long time. And like, it's going to be, I guess, easier to accomplish going forward with the podcasting knowledge I have now is um, one of my first one of my first loves is Transformers, like the giant, the giant cartoon transforming robots. And I've been working on a audio drama um, in a alternate Transformers world. Honestly, that sounds dope as hell. Like, I'm yeah. not even into Transformers, but just, like, the idea of audio dramas is just, like, very cool to me. Yeah, and, and it's, just, like, like really specifically like um, specifically centering, like, the female characters and characters that don't typically get a lot of the spotlight. That's dope. Yeah, I like that. I've had, it, uh, <laughs> I've had it, like, circling around in my brain for, like, ten years, and now I have a couple of episodes written. Nice. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. If you need someone to make stupid noises, uh, <laughs> you you know where to get me. I do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so tabletop related for me, um, as Dorka mentioned, we all kind of started thinking about different game systems and maybe making our own. So uh, mine is, uh, God, how, how do I, it's so weeby. Um, so if you guys know like Power Rangers, the, the, the Japanese version of that is called Super Sentai and kind of that whole superhero genre sort of is called uh, Tokusatsu, which is Japanese for special effects. And it's pretty much just any live action type of um, filming or media that has special effects. So like Godzilla and Ultraman, Kamen Rider, that kind of thing. All that's kind of like tokusatsu. But specifically when people say that, they generally mean more like Ultraman 
Kamen Rider Super Sentai, so like the superhero stuff specifically. And so I'm working on that kind of. I wrote like a very basic outline slash pitch type thing. Um, and I haven't worked on it anymore, but one day I'll get there. Uh, and I actually do really want to play some of the existing ones. Like, uh, I believe Henshin is a kickstartered one that's a Super Sentai inspired. And then those same people are also making a Kamen Rider inspired one. Uh, so that'll be cool. You know, world needs more of that stuff in my onion. And then very slowly, we are kind of, I think collectively, uh, me and Ziva specifically are like chipping away at rats and rocks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, rats and rocks. Yeah, uh, I want to make this as cool as possible, slash fun, slash funny as possible for like an intentionally janky kind of system. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of get that uh, mostly written up. Anything else I have is not TTRPG or podcast related, but I'm trying to learn C Sharp in Unity. So, Ooh, yay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we'll see how far I get. <laughs> you put like 50 words on the screen that I do not understand, and I just start zoning out. <laughs> All right, so we have one more question. I guess it's more of a prompt, and I think it's the best one. Um, <laughs> this one is just talk about your pets. Yay! So who wants to go first? I'm going first since I said yay, and I'm being a greedy Gus about going first on these questions. <laughs> um, we like the so initiative. Have, <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I have two cats. Um, I love them both very much. They're both terrible in their own unique ways. Um, so my oldest cat is named Indra, and she's named after the like warrior lady on The 100, which is a terrible show, but Indra was a very cool character. <laughs> you named her before the show was especially terrible. Yes, yeah, I named <laughs> her when the show was still actually kind of good. Um and she is very, very feisty. Um, she loves to bite for no reason. <laughs> um, she loves my husband most of all and wants to constantly sit on his chest and, um, like, lick him on the nose. It's extremely cute. Um, I love her. She's very, very salty. And then my other cat, our, our well, kitten, he's not actually a kitten. He's, like, three, is Laszlo, named after the lover boy vampire. Um, and he's a black cat and he, uh, wiggles constantly and, uh, purrs as soon as you start petting him and he will eat any food you are trying to eat. Um, <laughs> he also wants to sit wherever Indra is sitting and gets really sassy with her and starts to wrestle her if she is wherever he wants to be. Um, those are my cats. I'm going to stop because I love them very much and I'll just keep talking about them forever. I've never met them, but I also love them, especially since <laughs> I just have like, Indra's a, a torty, and I just love yeah. torties. So yeah, torties we, are are sass masters, and I love them, and they're yeah. beautiful. My my partner is obsessed with Laszlo, even though we have also never met him. <laughs> it's, we, it's very funny. We also need to post pictures of of these animals uh, yes. when we post this episode. So yeah, <laughs> watch watch our Twitter. We'll share pet pics yeah do you want to go next orca <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk about my boy my baby boy uh i have a dog his name is chipper he is named after chipper jones the former atlanta braves baseball player um that was my brother's idea but chipper's a great name for a dog so I've, i'm cool with it uh, <laughs> chipper is a puggle that's half pug half beagle and he is 14 and a half years old 
Um, he is just so gray and spends 20 hours of the day just unconscious these days. Um, God, that's a dream. <laughs> but he's very sweet. He loves apples, um, which I've never, I've never met another dog that loved apples like this dog loves apples. And he used to howl at ambulances, but he doesn't do that anymore, I think because he doesn't hear. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Well, we... I'm most of the time I'm not sure if he can't hear me or if he's just ignoring me because he's a grandpa. Oh, he's just gr- he's just grouchy. He's like <laughs> yeah. get off my lawn. <laughs> he he's a little crotchety, but he's still very sweet, and I cherish my remaining time with him. Uh, so I don't have my own pet at the moment. Uh, my roommate does have a dog who kind of just looks like giant wishbone, <laughs> um, like literally just a Jack Russell Terrier, but like. He's like 45 to 50 pounds, and his name is Noodles. Um, honestly, he's a very sweet boy. He's he's incredibly rowdy. Um, he just has a lot of energy because he's like part Pitbull mix, I think. He's like Pitbull Rat Terror. Those are like his two, Aww. yeah, two biggest uh, like uh, breeds in, when they did the DNA test on him. Um, he is kind of also sassy. But he's he's a he's 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 a, he's a good boy, uh, sort of. He's just rowdy, like as I mentioned. And then I do have a cat that was actually my brother's cat. And then when he moved out with his girlfriend again, he left this cat with us. And she's a tortie. Um, and her name is Wart. I did not name her. I'm just gonna say that right at the bat. But I think Wart <laughs> is actually kind of a cute name for a cat. Um, and she's got kind of like her most distinguishing feature is that she's mostly gray with like spatterings of light brown and her, I want to say the right half of her face has like a splash of brown. So she's like complete, like split right down the middle. Like you can see the line. It's like a straight line. Um, and she is also like super sweet. Like if you, uh, when I used to live with her, you know, as soon as I got home, you could hear her like jump off from wherever she was you know, sleeping, and you can hear her, like, run over and be like, mur, 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 mur. and she will, like, <laughs> she will, like, meow at you. Um, she's super friendly. Like, she will stand at your feet and just, like, meow at you until you pick her up. And then as soon as you pick her up, she just starts purring. Like, she just loves being held. Oh, I love Wart. She is the most vocal cat I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, she's super loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's a sweetheart. She she is she she is also incredibly sassy in like different ways. Like, uh, she'll just, she'll just pee where she wants sometimes, which is not great. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, that's how I knew I love cats because here's this cat I have that honestly is like kind of shitty and like pees everywhere. But I like love her a lot. It's the brain worms, probably. Uh, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, so that is all of our questions and uh, all of the time that we're going to spend on this. So um, does anyone have anything else to say? Thank you, everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who's going to listen to this. Thank you to uh, everyone who pitched questions. Um, And I don't know, I think we all hope that you keep listening and um, enjoy our podcast. Yeah, and we will be back on track next episode with part one of our chapter three, which is going to be Thirteenth Age, which we talked a bit, la- which we talked a little bit about at the end of our last episode. Yeah, really excited for you all to listen to that. Yeah, it's super exciting and super fun. 
the next episode is very, very long because we just couldn't stop talking about 13th Age. <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Some good, some bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good thing we're on a podcast because it's like the one place where you could just like, you know, shut the fuck up, challenge failed, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this super special episode of the Eternity Archives. Let it, let us know if you enjoyed this. We might do stuff like this again. But otherwise, just um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Stay Bye. safe, and be sure to vote. Oh, yeah. yes. Please do vote. That. Do it. And uh, happy Halloween. Yes. Yeah, happy Halloween. Everyone Dice is a tabletop RPG actual play show produced by Compass Rose Productions. We are a group of queer players with a focus on roleplay, an emphasis on diverse storytelling, and a goal of creating happy endings for people who don't usually get them. Currently, we are using D&D 5th edition and playing through a dark fantasy homebrew campaign inspired by the world of Innistrad. Everyone Dice streams on Twitch at 4pm PST and is available on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter at Everyone Dice for more information. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Kite, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.